Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. Are you ready to worship the Lord tonight? Oh, just lift up your hands. Come on, let's shake, amen, the kingdom of hell. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Oh, thank you, mighty Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. That, Lord, you have made us overcomers, Lord, in these last days. That regardless of the tribulations that we face, regardless of our trials, regardless of what the enemy would come against us with, Lord, I thank you, God, that you have still made us overcomers. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that as we worship you, you pour out your love and pour out your strength and your power to your church. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. For you are our indescribable gift. You, we just cannot describe you all. The love, the mercy, the kindness. Oh, God, the transforming power upon our lives. Oh, God, there's so much more that you do in our lives. So much more that you keep us from. So much more. For you're moving when we don't even feel you. You're ordaining our footsteps. Sometimes when we don't realize it, we give you the praise and give you the glory and give you the honor, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Could y'all sing that one more time? Oh, hallelujah. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Till I can reach oh, Lord, I'm gonna shout your name. Oh, come on, somebody shout. Till the walls come falling. Oh, yes, Lord. Down. I've come to worship. I've come to worship. I'm gonna sing my song. Oh, sing, sing. Like I am a Oh, hallelujah. The devil wants to want you to do it, but do it in it.
Thank you, mighty Jesus. You are faithful, Lord. You are faithful. You are faithful. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, Lord, you're always faithful. Always faithful. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you said it just two or three. Oh, would meet together, you would be there in the midst of them. You're faithful. You're here tonight to do great and mighty things, Lord. We're here to worship. We're here to listen. And we're here to be doers. As we go to God in prayer tonight to destroy the works of the enemy, destroy the works of the devil, to back him up, to defeat him, to put our feet upon his neck, put him underneath us. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you so much, worship team. I appreciate you. Hallelujah. What a great worship team that we have. Oh, yes. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Amen. I'm excited about being here tonight in the house of the Lord. And what an honor it is always to be here. And as I've said many times, we're interim pastors somewhere else several miles off. And uh, we're involved in other ministries. And the word that I have for you tonight, in fact, part of this, I hardly ever, I say hardly ever, one and I know several thousand, hey man, do I ever preach anything over or whatever, and this is not really preached over. But uh, the title, and there are a few things in it that I shared with some pastors over in India. And uh, uh, the Lord opened up back almost three years ago uh, an opportunity for us to preach through Zoom, Zoom on the internet and to preach to several hundred pastors and to pour into them. And then they take what we give them and what they hear and they pour into their people. And I want you to know great and mighty things are being done. In the time of the pandemic, when people were dying and our pastors over in India where uh, they were telling us that people were piled high in the streets that were dead. Amen. A lot of things that you didn't see on television. And another great thing, and I think I have reported this also, that they were going down. You know, they have over a million gods. Amen. That they serve and they offer sacrifices to in India. Amen. When their gods was not working during the time of our great crisis, amen, and a lot of people are dying, they were taking their gods and they were throwing them in the river and saying, you do not work for us. But I'm going to tell you what, there was a church that stood, amen, in the midst of all that great turmoil and preached the gospel, declared the gospel, and they saw great and mighty miracles. Aren't you glad that God is in the miracle working business? So even out of death, God can get the victory. Hallelujah. So what I preach to them, the title is a title I want to share with you tonight, and it is, Is the Church Working at Full Capacity? Is the Church Working at Full Capacity? I read from the book of Matthew tonight, chapter 26, and starting with verse 40, where he came to the disciples in probably one of the most critical times in Jesus' life. Amen. When he was going to be bombarded with all of man's sins and he was praying about the will of God, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup, and I mean he was feeling the pressure. 
He was feeling all the man's sins beginning to come upon him, him being the perfect sacrifice. He was, always, he was also thinking about his 12, and he was encouraging them to pray because they didn't always listen to what he was saying. He told them several times, hey, I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again. But they were thinking about him ruling over Israel. So they didn't listen too good. And so in this scripture, he came to the disciples and found them asleep. And it had been a hard day. They had been ministering all day long, been walking, didn't have a car, didn't have an automobile, most of the time didn't even have a donkey. And he came to the disciples, found them asleep and said to Peter, what? Could you not even watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing. The spirit is always willing. But he says the flesh is weak. And, and, and Jesus tried to encourage the disciples. Why? Even though that there were scriptures that had already been written of what would happen, they weren't thinking about those scriptures. And Jesus was still trying to give them a chance. Isn't that something? Even when he knew what the scriptures were said, even though, even though he knew that the disciples were going to be scattered in unbelief and going to be in denial that they had even been with him, he was trying to get them to work at full capacity, but tiredness, amen, in the flesh had taken over. I believe that God is wanting the church to work at full capacity. I've been in uh, uh, many stores and factories during my life, and sometimes when there was a shortage of power, sometimes we had to shut down some of the machines. I have been in stores like Walmart or whatever when they would lose certain power over their computers, and so not too many people at that time could buy what they wanted to buy, and some had to leave. I've been in situations where uh, there was only battery back up in, in, in a building and, and nothing else could be done. Just a few lights out of many thousands in that uh, store could operate. And sometimes that's the same way that we see the church. Amen. Sometimes we are just uh, at a, a part capacity. And some churches are just in survival mode sometimes. They are just barely getting by. And then there are some that are at the very end. They're on a short little battery when God wants them to be full of the Holy Ghost and with power and with might. And so the title is, Is the Church Working at Full Capacity? I want to ask you tonight, are you working at full capacity of what God would have to share with your life, of what God wants to place into your life, your faith, your power, your might that comes from God? And, and so my first point today, and I have six, don't be scared. They'll be as short as possible. Amen. In order for the church to work at full capacity, though, it must empty itself. Amen. That's not something I shared with the pastors, I don't think. But, you know, I, I had a real, a real good friend of mine, an evangelist, evangelist Marlon Durham, one time that was in a revival. And, and they weren't having revival at all. And it, it was just hindered. And, and, and even though they had pretty good crowds, it was such a hindrance that was there. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to her. And she was going to say something that not too many evangelists and especially pastors would say today. But she said, God cannot fill this church with the Holy Ghost as God wants to because there's too much hell in it. 
There's too much hell that is in the church. And my friend, if we are going to work at full capacity, we must empty ourselves of every bit of pride possible, of every bit of doubt possible. We must purge ourselves according to the word of God and with fasting and praying. And the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. And we know what the wood and clay really stand for. Some of honor and some of dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor. Sanctified. I love that word sanctified. You don't hear that many times on TV today to be set apart. But a church that is working in full capacity is a church that's going to be set apart. Amen. A set apart, and, and, and that is our part, to crucify the flesh. It is our part, amen, to make sure that we're purged through the power of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and so it goes on to say, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. I love that. Prepared for every good work. And if there's ever been a time that the work ought to go on, and especially going with a burden and going with great power. We're living in that day. Amen. Our spiritual life should stay in a constant cycle. When I say cycle, I'm talking about emptying and also filling. I'm talking about dying and also rising spiritually. I'm talking about accepting and there are just some things that we need to let go. The process of creating space for something new may be very painful. And I'm sure that when your pastor at one time approached the pulpit and announced the vision that he had for this church, it was painful. Amen. It was painful probably before he even announced it. And as Jesus was going through his time of pain there at Gethsemane, I believe probably your pastor and others were going through a type of pain. Amen. A type of trial. Probably where the devil was trying to say, well, where is it going to come from? Where's the money? How is it going to really change the church, if any? What is it really going to do? It may be painful, yet it leads us to yearn for God, to appreciate our life with greater reverence and also with greater attitude. Although your church is greatly blessed, you can be tricked in still coming short of what God is still wanting to do. I believe that so many of our churches are still even having a great pastor such as what you have and other pastors in the church, I'm still sure that we are still not running at full capacity. If you look at the world, they're pulling everything out. They're coming out of the closet. They're putting their money, amen, where their mouth is. Come on. They're trying to change our nation, trying to corrupt our nation, trying to destroy our nation. And we, as the children of God, have to use some of the same things. We've got to put our money where our mouth is. We, we have got to put, amen, action where we really talk about faith. And, and so we're, we're in this cycle and we got to be careful. Amen. And, and so we think sometimes, boy, we had a great service. We had a great move of God. But I'm going to tell you, I believe that there's even a greater move of God. And, and too many times churches settle for less 
even, I tell you, you can have people uh, laying out on the floor under the mighty power of God. You, you can have people crying and seeking the Lord and crying out to the Lord, surrendering and still. I believe that there is a greater move of God. I believe that, man, it is just, and talk about, amen, being full of something. God said that you would overflow with this something. Amen, something with a greater capacity. With a greater capacity, there must be a greater flow. And so even the disciples, man, they were out healing the sick, doing a lot of great things, and then there was a demon that they couldn't cast out. They went to Jesus and they asked Jesus, why could not we cast it out? It embarrassed us. There are times that the church should be embarrassed. Hello? I said there are times that the church should be embarrassed. Amen. We should never have a dead service. Come on. We need to be ready. We need to be full. Amen. And we need to have the vision of God for whatever God would have us to do. And he said this kind. You see why we need to go at full capacity is because the demon that you fought and defeated last week may be a little bit more of a minor demon than the demon that you're going to face. The trial that that you went through might be a little bit more, be more mediocre, amen, than the trial that you're going to face a little bit later. Remember, Jesus tried to get them to watch and also to pray, to, to, to get up their full capacity that when the enemy came, amen, they wouldn't have acted the way that they have acted. They would have saw the situation in a different light. They would have saw the situation in a different way. And that's why God wants us to work at full capacity. Number two, in order for the church, amen, to work at full capacity, we must allow certain others to share within our lives. You know, if we're not careful as workers of God, we can isolate ourselves. We can get full of pride. You know what I like about the Apostle Paul? Amen. All through his uh, teachings and the letters he wrote to the churches, uh, instead of getting less prideful, amen, he became more humble. I wish I had the chapters. And uh, there was one time he said, well, I am the chief of sinners. I don't believe Paul was the chief of sinners. But he said that in the spirit of humility. Was he a perfect man? No, he wasn't, but he really strived for it. But he was a man, amen, that was a humble man. He was a man that had emptied himself. And, and so some advice can be welcoming, it can be encouraging, it can be fulfilling. And I love what it said in the book of Acts here about a man named Apollos. Amen. In chapter 18, the book of Acts, he was a Jew. He was born in Alexandria. He was an eloquent man. He was mighty in the Old Testament scriptures at that time because the New Testament scriptures hadn't, been, hadn't come to pass yet. And he came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And he was fervent in spirit. In other words, he was boiling. He was excited even about the Old Testament. Man, there was a lot of good things. But you know what? He had not yet reached full capacity. He thought he had. And so many times, even we in the church, we think, well, you know, I'm satisfied with where I'm at. Man, I've had one vision already. I had a dream that came from God. But have we gone as far as where God wants us to be? Have we changed Poplar Bluff the way that God wants us to change Poplar Bluff? And first, we have got to be changed in order for them to be changed. And so I love about this man. He was fervent in spirit. He taught accurately of the Old Testament, but he only knew of the baptism 
baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but Aquila and Priscilla heard him. And I love this. Amen. It shows how they used wisdom. They did not get in front of the crowd and, and talk him down or anything else. The Bible says they took him aside and they explained to him the way of God more accurately, more accurately. And you know what? It changed his life. And because it changed his life, he began to work at full capacity. He began to change people's lives like never before. You think that he was bold before, amen, with just the baptism of John, amen, after he had been baptized in water in the mighty name of Jesus, amen, received the power of the Holy Ghost in his life, amen, he was so such a blessing to so many churches. So there are times that we're blessed. We welcome, we encourage. It's, it's fulfilling, but sometimes it's painful. It is. To be at full capacity, sometimes it comes with pain. After preaching, and I was about 18 or 19 years of age at that time, and I had gone into full-time evangelism, and I was preaching at a Pentecostal church in Memphis, Tennessee, a very nice church, and, and we had a powerful service. I mean, lives were changed. The Lord touched, and people were complimenting. Man, it was good to see the move of the Holy Ghost. And that Monday afterward, the pastor met with me. And he said, you know, Brother Lemons, he said, uh, you're kind of young. We had a great service. God did some things. But uh, there are some things that I want to talk to you about concerning your ministry. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, what's, what's coming on? And, uh, and he began to talk about uh, sometimes my dialect or how I, I really approached the crowd, what I was saying, how I could be better at what I was saying. And, and I know sometimes you hear on radio, well, just get behind the pulpit. And I just, I just heard somebody before service say, well, I don't even think about what I'm preaching until I get there. And sometimes I don't even get it before I get to the pulpit. Well, I want you to know there are a lot of people that are still not going to get it. Hello? I said there are some people out there that are still not going to get it. There are some people out there, amen, that are not going to really know how to prepare when that man hasn't even prepared. I believe in being guided by the power of the Holy Spirit, but I also believe that you can be prepared by the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to wait till the last moment when a trial comes. Jesus was trying to prepare his own disciples. He began to correct me on some things, and, and you know the way I took it, it caused pain. I had some pride. I had a lot of fire. But you know what? Sometimes I didn't know what to do with that fire, Brother Miller. I didn't know all what to do with that fire. I didn't know all, I was still young. I didn't know, all, even though I had good services, even though I did even see miracles, amen, I, I still had a long way to go. And, and, and so instead of taking what that brother said to me is in a painful way, well, God wants to help me and get me to a place of fuller capacity at that time, I, I thought, well, he's probably jealous. He might not have the services that we had this Sunday. And, and uh, you know, he's just an old man that is just uh, wanting to gripe at me or, or, or in pride just want to kind of put me down a little bit and put himself up and so I left like that. I thought it's just the devil coming against my ministry and that's what many Christians say when they're being corrected. Hello? And that's why their church 
never gets to the full capacity because they will not allow sometimes somebody that's got a message from God that is trying to help their ministry, that is trying to help their personal life, that is trying to help growth and instead of just reaching just a little uh, a, a crowd in their area to try to expand themselves in other areas. And, and after a while, the Lord wanted me to go to Bible college and I, those of you that know me, I went there. I didn't go there to uh, learn how to be a preacher, but they gave me a lot of good mechanics in preaching the gospel and better things to do and how to educate my people in the things of God. And, and, and so uh, I, I, after a while, I saw how true this man was, how he was trying to help this young preacher. I went back to him and I said, remember that time when I was going through Memphis? I said, remember that time uh, when you kind of cut me down a little bit? Amen. After we had a great service, I said, yeah, I remember that. So you didn't take it too well. And I said, well, I just thought you were the devil. <laughs> I said, that's all I thought. You were just the devil. You were coming against my ministry. You are, boy, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Amen. Amen. It would be better, amen, for somebody to do a little cutting on you. Amen. From the church that is spiritual and knows the things of God. Amen. To end up amen, with a ministry with so many flaws and never getting to the place of where God intentionally wants you to be in life. And one day you're going to be sorry for it if you don't listen to somebody that is trying to help you, that's trying to encourage you, maybe even trying. Nobody wants to be corrected. Amen. And I'll tell you, I'm still corrected in these last days. But I told him that how much I appreciated him. It had to take a lot of guts to tell me what he did. And I said, I remember those times and the Lord changed my heart and changed my attitude toward you that you were trying to help my ministry you were not trying to destroy my ministry and God is not in a destroying business but he is trying to get you to the place to where you can be what you want to be to where your church can be what you want to be amen your church if you don't grow the church is not going to grow the church is only going to grow as greatly as you grow Amen. In order for the church to work at full capacity, it must be maintained always. I say always, maintained. Amen. There's a hallway, amen, where uh, uh, all the pastors are at. They're uh, pulling up some flooring. They're changing some things. Amen. It's good to have that done. Amen. But the true church is not just a put on like some are. A put on. I remember going to a singing one time and I think it was in Fort Worth when I was going to school and this guy that was very known had had uh, albums everywhere and all of that I thought wow he's one of my heroes and he was looking right at me and I went up to him and I said brother I won't tell you who it was I think he's dead now anyhow but anyhow I said brother and he just turned around had a soured look on his face but when the TV cameras came on, boy, man, he was just doing his thing. And I thought, boy, that really turned me off. But you know what? I'm so glad that God is the one that called me. And I'm so glad that there are many other people that are genuine. You're going to meet somebody that's just going to turn it on. There's going to be somebody that's just going to be the put on. But there are people in the church that are putting on a new man. As it says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, that you put on the new man. Do you know what that means? Amen. Put on the new man. Amen. Every day of your life, put on a new man. Amen. God has called you 
you, but you need to put on a new man. You needed another anointing. What an anointing you had yesterday. Either the devil dwindled you down or you used it for God's glory and you need new again. Why? Because we have new trials. We need a new man because we have new trials. We have new opposition many times, and therefore we have new challenges that come before us. There are many challenges that will not be met in a lot of churches because they have got too comfortable with where they are at. They don't want to grow. They don't want to relocate. Come on. I've heard people for years to say, well, I like our little church. I hope it don't change. Do you know what you're saying? I said, do you know what you're saying? There's a lot of people, amen, that are lost that are going to die and go to hell when it comes to growth and growth and growth you got to get a larger building you got to touch the masses such as you step out in faith to do amen you got to put it on not only do we need the power they received on Pentecost but we need to be constantly be renewed like they did so many times I, I, when I talk to many people I hear where they once received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues but they hadn't spoke in tongues for a long time. That means that they're not full like they should be. When I was even trying out with my first church and, and I had seven people on the committee that were interviewing me, I, I said a couple of things that I shouldn't have. I was kind of green at the time and maybe I should have. I don't know. But anyhow, they asked me all these questions about my personal life, asked me all these questions about my family, about my ministry, all of that. And they said, well, I think it's just about over. It's done, Brother Lemons. You can go. I said, hold it. I've got some questions for you. <laughs> and they said, what? And I said, this is a two-way thing here. I've got some questions for you. I asked the board there. I said, how long has it been since you spoke in tongues? And boy, they got to looking at one another. And they got to thinking, mm, how long has it been? When you got to think how long has it been since you talked in tongues and been refilled with the Holy Ghost, it's been too long. Really, we need to do it every day. And, and boy, they got to looking. And, and one guy said, well, it's been, I'll be serious. It's been a pretty good while. But how can you get at full capacity? How can you get? I mean, I, I believe that there's so much you can do and love the Lord, and there's so much of the work that you can do. There are a lot of people out there that are doing it that aren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. But, my friend, if you want to get to full capacity with God, you've got to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I began to ask several. Well, I didn't get the church. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. They didn't get to, I didn't get to church. And but I believe that they got the point. Maybe I shouldn't have asked that. I don't know. Uh but fourthly, in order for the church to work at full capacity, it must be fully organized, working together as one unit with purpose. In Acts 2 and 42, and they continued. Everybody say continued. Amen. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. All believed were together. All things were common. They sold even possessions. Amen. To meet the needs of others. I mean, boy, they were a church that worked together. The Bible said that they went out preaching everywhere the Lord working with them and where the Lord also wants to work is to bring you to the place of full capacity amen of where God had intended you amen maybe you're looking at yourself and said well amen God sees the family I came through God sees the area I came through God sees the sin that I came through one of our greatest missionaries in, in time went before the board and, and I mean he was seeing signs 
signs and wonders, seeing miracles. He was called to go overseas way back, I guess, in the late 1800s. And, and they said, we're going to have to turn you down. And he said, why are you turning me down? He said, because you have lived too much of a sinful life. Amen. They destroyed themselves. You know, that denomination never reached full capacity because they were not able to forgive a person of their past and believe that God can save them and sanctify them, purge them, fill them with the Holy Ghost, give them a new life, amen, make a great change in their life. It really hurt them so much. We need to work together, amen, in order to reach that place. I had the opportunity of going to a very large church in fact, it wasn't for the reason I'm going to talk about, but I was there. And the pastor said, I want you to attend a staff meeting uh, with us. And, and so I looked around. I, I was seated there. There was a pastor. There were several associates that were there. There was a, a secretary, and there was a youth pastor. There was a children's pastor. There was a senior pastor. I mean, there was a pa there, I was surrounded by pastors. And, and there was all types of people that were there. And they were going over what the church was going to do in the next three months and the plans and so forth. And, and so some said, well, you know, I've got a date that we plan doing this. And they said, well, we'll bring this back a little bit and, and we'll change the date. We'll do this. We'll do that. And I marveled at how they work together. And I understood why that church is growing. I understood why that church is going beyond, amen, what others would love to be at. And, and you know, uh, even one I was talking about, the senior pastor said, we have got this great event for, uh, for the seniors of our town. Uh, we've got this vision for it. He was talking about all, but we cannot do all of this. And the youth pastor spoke up and said, I'll send my youth over and we'll get that up. And I was surprised at how every ministry was backing each other's ministry. Why? Because this is Christ's ministry. That was Christ's church. It was Christ's mission. And my friend, the reason why they're living up the full capacity is that they're putting down and they're humbling themselves and they're thinking not only of their self, but they're thinking about the church. They're thinking about the pastors. They're thinking about helping others. Amen. We're in this thing to see souls saved. We're not majoring in minors. We're majoring on the majors and we need to see people saved, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And we can't do that with division. They work together so well. Number five, in order for the church to work at full capacity, it must have faithful workers that supplies a need. Have you found the place where you are supposed to supply a need? Amen. Or have you been coming and just uh, uh, warming a, a, a seat? Have you found your place? Have you found your gift? Have you heard the Holy Spirit say, this is the gift that I want you to have? Distributing those gifts as he wills, the Bible says. If we're going to be at full capacity, we need the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Amen. And, and Ephesians 4 and 15 says, but speaking the truth in love, amen, love is a big thing. We must have that type of love. Jesus loved. God so loved the world that he gave. But speaking the truth in love, that you may grow up. Amen. It's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to receive what God would have for us and to become. And I'll tell you what, to become what I have become so far and I have blown it several times. 
Amen. I should be in some areas, and I'm not talking about amounts of people that I'm preaching to, but in places with God, in places in personal, in my personal walk. I've blown it several times, amen, that I have not reached at times that capacity, and either it was delayed or sometimes in some areas with even shut off, shut off. but he says, grow up. Amen. Truth and love that you may grow up in all things into him that is the head Christ and from whom the whole body jointly and knit together by what every joint supplies. And so every one of my joints supplies something. But if that joint is not workable, in fact, I got, we got home Sunday evening and I couldn't hardly walk. I had to get a cane. Amen. And, and, and I, I, a nerve had come back in my leg and I was in pain and, and I was just trying to get through the house. I did okay at the church, but time I got home, I, I was in trouble. And my friends, sometimes some churches are in trouble because that leg is not working. That arm is not working. That vision hasn't been had yet. That dream hasn't been dreamed yet. And God is saying, I've got it all in my hand. I want to distribute to the church. Amen. I want my name to be glorified. I want souls to be saved. I want miracles to happen. But you have got to grow up. You have got to find your place in me. You have got to hear my voice. You have got to have a desire. The Bible says pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. If we're going to reach that place, we need to have those spiritual gifts. Romans 12, verse 4 through 13 talks about ministry gifts. Number six, in order to work at full capacity, amen, and stay ahead of the enemy, we must be creative and we must know the times and seasons of God if anybody is to be creative it's the church it's not the world I said it's not the world it should be the church why because God created the world he created the universe he created you and if we're supposed to amen outbeat the devil we need people to be working at full capacity hearing God Hearing and seeing that vision of God. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like for you to put on some music tonight, please. Are you ready to go to God in prayer? Amen. God is wanting us to pray at full capacity. Not if God will. Amen. But take authority over your loved one. Take authority over those loved ones or your enemies that has cursed God's name. Amen. That has blasphemed his name. Take authority over. In the name of Jesus, I'm not giving you up. You can cuss me. Amen. You can lie on me. You can lie on me.